Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We good? Yeah. All right. All right. So we're also going to open up with this uh, poem that speaks to the discipleship course because, uh, you know, without uh, understanding this poem, you're not going to understand the discipleship course either. You know, and you know, it's called the world of scripture. It says, welcome to, welcome to my world. Place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning. And when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. When trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoices. Here swords are likened to the word, the demons are burned, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor and the poor one becomes the labor found to be that much richer. I'm speaking to no other place but the Yasser world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen for the Ruach HaKadosh is about to begin to. Hallelujah. All right, so we've been going through the story of Noah. And so we're going to pick it up where we left off, which is uh, actually in Genesis 7, verse 11. Now, Genesis 7, 11 says in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Now, even though all these terms have been previously mentioned in scripture, this is the actual, um, this is the first actual date to be given in scripture, you know. This is the first time that a date appears in scripture. Um, therefore, we're going to take this opportunity to contemplate the use of these terms and their meanings, their meanings per scripture. Amen. Uh, now, you know, everything has its own meaning in the world and everything has its own meaning in scripture. Amen. And so we're speaking about that meaning that pertains to scripture. And so like um, the number six, the number six, uh, we went over previously spoke to fleshly man speaks to man's works and or warfare number two you know speaks to division enmity opposition number 17 we haven't went over that one yet but it speaks to all that is holy or full of holiness and number 100 we also have went over but it uh it speaks to unification with yah Hence, it speaks to Elohim's elect or his children of promise. You know, and we have the term day. <clears throat> day is young, number 3117. It means to be hot. Speaks to a day as the warm hours. I mean, now, day is what I call, you know, a gimme. This is when Yah defines the term for us. Mm. Hence, we look in Genesis 1, 4. It says, Elohim saw the light, that it was good. And Elohim divided the light from the darkness, and Elohim called the light day. So right here, Yah tells us what day is. Day is light, and light is good. So day, light, and good are all synonymous. Amen? Amen. Scripturally speaking, anyhow. You know, so... Um, so now we got the term for day down, you know, let us turn to the term for month, you know, because here it is, we're talking about, you know, uh, 
years, months, and days within this passage. Now I'm going to, I'm going actually backwards from the um, kind of backwards from the package um, from the passage, you know, but I'm going in the order in which they occur, you know, day, month, then a year, you know, even though year occurs first in the in the text. You know, it just seemed more sense sensible to do it this way. So this word month is code S, you know, and it's number 2320, and it speaks to a month. Now, if you look in, in your uh in your strongs, it'll say that it speaks to a new moon. Now, I beg to differ with Mr. Strong on that one. Because there's nothing about this term that that speaks to a new moon. You know, it's uh it, it's actually from uh another uh it's from code as 2320 and it, it literally means to be new that's what the word means you know uh now i can see how some people say well the moon renews itself you know we have new moons so it must be talking about the moon but no it doesn't it talks about a month the word moon in Hebrew is Yerek. You know, it has its own term in Hebrew and it's not Kodesh. You know, so I beg to differ. I don't see Kodesh as speaking to a moon. It speaks to a month. When scripture means a moon, it speaks of Yerek. You know, when it speaks of uh, a new month, it speaks of Kodesh, which simply means to be new. Now, from a scriptural perspective, we deduce that Kodesh has an evil connotation and that Yah doesn't do anything new. I want you to think about that for a minute. Because Yah doesn't do anything new. You know, he's called the Ancient of Days. Amen? You know, and... You know, he says he changes not. Now, if he's the ancients of, of days, that means he's old, not new. And if he changes not, then that means he stay old. He don't become new. You know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hence, he tells the end from the beginning. You can't tell the end from the beginning if you're going to do some new stuff in between. Because that's going to mess up the end. Amen? You know, so Yah does not change. He's not he's not with the new stuff. Hence, when we read in scripture and it talks about people losing their way, it tells them to return to the ancient paths, the ways of old. Not go to something else, not start something new. Amen? Amen. You know, so understand that concept. Because there's a whole lot of people trying to do new stuff today. We don't want nothing new. We want the old stuff. We don't want the new God. We want the old God. Yes. That old God that, that split the Reed Sea and brought Israel through. Amen? That's the, that's the one we want. That's the L we want. We want the old one. We don't want that new one. 
that that you just um, say a few words and presto change, oh, you know, you know, you you saved and you got this new life and, and it's never gonna go away. And we don't want that one. Sound good, sound interesting, but we're gonna pass on that. We're gonna stick, we're gonna stick to the old, the old way where you actually had had to put in some work. Amen. And nobody, we don't want anyone afraid of work in here, do we? All right, that's what it's that's what it's gonna take. Because the end of the day, the book says we'll be judged by our works, not what we confess with our mouth and believed in our heart. Say a lot. All right, so also consider a new month follows the number 30. It follows 30 days, if you would. 30 is 10 times three. Uh yeah, we ain't getting a 10 either. But <laughs> the number 10 speaks to that which is full or complete. You know, uh, and the number three speaks to spiritual completeness. You know, so number 10 speaks to that which is full, complete, or all of something. And we'll probably be doing that one actually next. Um, you know. And number three speaks to spiritual completeness. So hence we read about the Ten Commandments, you know, which speaks to all of Yah's commandments. Hence, all of them are contained within those ten. And this is why Yahshua would say the first and greatest command is to love Elohim, and second is to love your neighbor and to love yourself. Amen. You know, so understand understand that you know um a new month follows 30 days follows a time period that's that's where, whereby one is fully mature you know um so uh full spirituality is signified the end of a spiritual state of being and the renewal of a new state of being or vice versa you know you know, but again, if, 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 if you already a spiritual being, you don't want a new nothing. If you're already spiritually complete, you don't want nothing new. Because nothing in the spirit realm is new. Amen. Amen. Uh, so please understand that within the spiritual realm, time ceases to exist. For the spiritual realm is an eternal realm. And in, in eternity, time has no beginning, nor does it has, have an end. Therefore, the terms terms such as day, week, month, year, etc., has no relevance in eternity. For they all connote beginnings and endings. So when you when you're speaking about, you know, the eternal or eternity, you know, where time has no beginning and has no end, then these terms can't have any relevance because they all can they all connote a beginning and an end a day is a certain period of time you know uh, uh so is a month so is a year you know so instead of instead the eternal realm has states of mind states of mind states of being um different states of dispositions you know this is this is um, what we find in the eternal realm. 
Hence, a day speaks to a good state of mind, a good state of being or, and or a good disposition. Whereas a month speaks to a new state of mind, being and or disposition. And for us um, in the here and now, in the physical realm, it speaks to periods of time. You know, so it's helpful to know both. Amen. You know, and uh, yeah, I should have probably told folks to put their rubber boots on for this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it get a little deep, but you know, watch it over on YouTube and uh, you know, it, it, it'll get in there. You know, then we have the term year, which is Shana or Shana, number 80, 8141. It speaks to a year, it is from Shana number uh, 8138, meaning to fold or duplicate. All right. Uh, so that said, let us contemplate this term year from the perspective that it is made up of 12 months. But there are many ways you can arrange these months to get 12. You know, um, for example, 11 and 1, 3 and 9, 7 and 5, etc. Which way would you arrange the most to, to best denote a year? Nine and three. Nine and three. Tanya just gonna read it. She's just gonna read it right off the. Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah. Oh, I was to read <laughs> no, you weren't supposed oh. to. Six six. You know. <laughs> you, we're supposed to, but uh, it is right there. I, I meant to hide that, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's six, six and six. You know, because six, six and six best denote a year, for it is the only arrangement of months that duplicate itself. You know, and that's what the term year means. It means to do over, to fold, to duplicate. You know, you know, hence. When you look at the construct of a year, when you look at the construct of a year, there's something that is done over, something that's repeated, something that's folded, you know, and it's it's a pattern, you know, that, that starts with the equinox and concludes, concludes with the uh, summer solstice. And then it begins that same pattern begins it, it literally folds over and then begins to replicate itself on the opposite end mm. you know and that's how we get a year you know from this duplication you know so uh the number six is um uh, the number six is of course the number of man you know the number of the man that speaks to the ecclesia or church, whose duty it is to duplicate Yah and then be fruitful and multiply, that is then duplicate himself. We all have a duty to duplicate Yah and then to try to replicate ourselves. Hence the term year in scripture speak to the complete time or state of the man, the ecclesia, the church, that lives or lived, you know, speaks to that time period, you know, or that state. 
you know, so if we're talking about, you know, uh, those that lived in the land of Canaan, you know, and we're talking about the church that lived in the state of humility, because Canaan speaks to humility. You know, but if you have a church that, you know, speaks to a state of humility, you're bound to have one that speaks to a state of pride as well. Say lot. You know, so, you know, um, these things can go both ways. Likewise, with us as individuals, the years of our lives denote whom we've been duplicating, i.e. Yahushua, the man of Yahuwah, Elohim, or the man of sin. You know, when we start talking about the years of our lives, they too, when I, the years of our lives are up and we have lived, Yah's going to look at our duplications and he's going to see have we duplicated Yah, the man, Yahushua HaMashiach, the ecclesia, the church? Or did we duplicate the man, the church, or ecclesia of, of sin? Are you right with me? You know, that's 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 going that's going to be what it boiled down to, you know. The years of our life are to be two duplications. You know, the first six starts off when we're born, and then we get to a level of maturity. And then the second six starts off when we're reborn and get to a level of maturity. Say that. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, that man of sin has not yet been revealed, but that man of sin. Is certainly prevalent, and a lot of people are, are duplicating him, duplicating him in his. Some unknowingly, but some knowingly. You know, so let's take another look at this verse with the understanding inserted right into it. You know, so we have Genesis 7:11, which now reads, in or during the time of warfare, there was complete unification with Yah in Noah's life during a new period of opposition, the all-holy day of a new period, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. You know, now when we talk about in the 600 years, it speaks to a time of warfare. Okay. Can you see the war? Can anyone see the war? No one can see the war. Say again. Is that the war? 
Mm -hmm. Yes, people. The war is between Yah's people and the sons of darkness or the children of darkness. That's absolutely true, but that's not presented here, you know. But that is true all the same, you know. And um, and actually, what uh, um, Brother Josh was saying is is true. That the war is be is betwixt. Yeah, but what are, what are we talking about? Absolutely, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. What's the other? One? True. 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 Absolutely. So we're talking about truth. We're talking about truth from above. The windows of heaven were open. Truth from above versus truth from below. The great deep was broken up. That's the lowest you can go. Amen. So we're talking about the truth from the belly of Hades versus the truth from Hashemayim, from heaven. Can you see that? Can you see both opposing sides? Can you see that this war is fought with truth. It's not with killing people, it's with truth. Can you see that? This is very important because Yahshua tells us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before he is coming back, right? And here it is, scripture is trying to teach us. But most people just gloss right over it. They never see it. I want you to see that the where the real war is fought. The real war is fought here in your minds. That's where the real war is fought. The real war is fought based upon what you believe. It's true. We have two opposing sides. We have those from the deep. And we have those from above. Truth. The war is betwixt truth. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why you have to understand. You have to get within, within, within your ruach. Yeah. That God doesn't do anything new. Real truth, truth from above, never changes. Yet some things that are true does change. Mm. Mm. Because essentially things that are true come from the great deep below. But truth come from Yah above. Let me give you an example. We're in a church building. Is this something that's true or is this truth? It's true. It's true. 
It's only truth. It's not truth. It's only truth. Because if we came through here with a wrecking ball, this would cease to be a church building. Amen? Amen. But what Yah says, his word will forever be true. It will never change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You see the difference? The war is going to be fought over truth. And if, if we can um, take heed to this, if we can put any weight to this, we also see something that is that is that is going to be uh, that's going to be pretty front and center concerning the truth. Can anybody see it? Can anybody find it? Well, it doesn't matter because one, you know, when you're talking about one, one going to be saying one thing, the other one going to be saying another. The question is, can you see what the truth is going to be pertaining to? Absolutely. What makes you say that, Joe? Because I see a lot of days and years and months. It's this topic. Well, yeah. But what part of the calendar in particular? Sabbath, the Shabbat, what make you say it? What you say, Donna? The all holy day. Absolutely. You know, it says in or during the time of warfare, there was complete unification with Yah and Noah's life. So Yah um Noah represents the church. He represents Sabbath keepers, right? You know, so there's complete unification with Yah and Noah, the church of Noah, during that time. Now, it says, during a new period of opposition, the all-holy day of a new period. Can you see something changed? Can you see something changed? We know Yah don't change. Yah's all holy day will never change. Yah's, Yah's uh, old period is the new period. He don't have a new period. Amen? Amen. So you see, we're talking about that all holy day of a new period. Mm. The same day where all the, found, the fountains of the great deep broken up. The same day is when the lies began to cut loose. Can you see that? And the windows of heaven were open. So here it is. You see this war going on over the all holy day, the Shabbat, as to when we're going to worship Elohim. Now, is this a new concept? Where have we seen this before? Say again. 
all throughout scripture. Various places throughout scripture. Absolutely. Uh, there's one place I'm thinking about in particular. It doesn't really speak to, to the, the holy day, but it does speak to worship. That's a good one, but that's not what I'm looking for. What'd you say? Mark of the Beast? Uh, no, uh, not what I'm looking for. Nebuchadnezzar. When he when he erects the uh, the image, and he makes everybody worship him. Remember that? Yep. You know, mm -hmm. instituting a new God, a new form of worship. Can you see that? Yep. Same thing. Same thing that Revelation speaks about that will be done. They will create an image and they will make people worship the image. Same thing. New form of worship. And if they going to make them uh, worship it is they're going to have a day that they worship them. can you see that yeah. it's not too hard you know to see is it no. you know i just want everybody to understand what the war is going to be fought over it's going to be fought over truth this is why i always tell folks the word is my truth you know, folks ask me what I think about this, what I think about that, that's going on in the world. And I say, the word is my truth. <laughs> you know, should I do this? Should I do that? The word is my truth. If the word say do it, that's what I'm rolling with. If the word don't say do it, I'm not introducing nothing new. Say a lot. Now, also, Revelations 12 speaks to this, speaks to this war, you know, as well as many places throughout scripture, but I like Revelations 12, um, 7 through 11, it says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his Mashiach for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our Elohim day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Can you not see that this is a war that's going to take place over truth? Over truth. What do you think the enemy is going to do when he get here? What is he going to do? against the saints. Based upon this passage we just read, what is he going to do against the saints? Accuse them. He's the accuser. 
Satan is the accuser. Our enemy is the accuser of the brethren. When he get here, he's going to accuse the brethren of this and accuse them of that. If he institute an all new holy day and we don't keep it, he's going to accuse us. Can you see that? Yep. You know, this is how he works. When Yahshua came, came to the uh, came to the earth. How did Satan come against him? He accused him. Can't you see that? This is how Satan works. This is how the enemy works. He accuses the brethren. That's, a, that's what got our Messiah Yahshua crucified. False accusations. Yep. Was it not? Yes. Now, I love Revelation 12, 11 because it holds the key. They overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb, covenant, and by the word of their testimony, word of Elohim, their truth. Can you see that? That's how they would overcome them, overcome them and this is talking prophetically, futuristically. So this speaks to us. If we are to overcome we're going to have to be covenanted with the Lamb, and we're going to have to have the word of Elohim as our testimony. That's the war we're looking we're looking um, forward to fighting. You know, or that's coming. We may not be looking forward to it, but it's coming anyway. Amen. Amen. That's all I have for you today. Prayers and blessings. Amen.